Welcome to the sidelines. My name's Courts. I'm here with my man as we are bringing you sports and pop culture with a bit of an Australian lens on a weekly basis. Um, my man as how are you? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing really well. Um, as always, it's been, well, not a big week in sport, but despite there not being a lot of sport, there's still a lot of big stuff happening. A contentious week in sport? Very contentious. Good word. Great yeah, thanks. word. I just thought of it then. <laughs> <laughs> We're bringing our level of uh, using big words that we act like we know what they really mean, but we use them the right way in a sentence. Yeah, so it's like thesaurus at the time, but don't like check it later just in case it's wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't ask me for a definition. Yeah. All right. Mate, you are a... How long have you been an Essendon fan? Uh, for the last 28 years. Last 28 years. Yeah. How do you feel knowing that after all of the turmoil that your club has been through in years gone by, you finally had to play a test positive for something. <laughs> <laughs> it feels, I feel validated that we got tested positive for something, but then weirdly not because it was still a negative anyway. <laughs> it's just like, I know, I know it was negative. I could have told you it was negative. We've always been negative. Uh, look, it's been a very interesting testing week. Yeah. It's um look I'll be fair. I was f- like full tilt's not the right word, but there was a couple of moments here in the last few days where it was like the I'm done with AFL. Like yeah. just done. Like just don't care. Yeah. Um you know the interest wanes a little bit after the whole drug saga, but this like if we were legitimately going to be fielding that team we were going to at one point. Yeah. You can't honestly do that. Yeah. Um unless it's like another team that's not us, but yeah. still it the idea that that even was a thought uh, shouldn't have even been there. Yeah. And look, for those of you that don't know, even though I'm sure most of you do, especially if you're listening to us, uh, Saturday afternoon, word came through that Connor McKenna from Essendon Football Club came back with a positive result for COVID-19, Corona, the Rona, whatever you want to call it. Um, no, we're classy, COVID-19. We're through this last COVID-19. week. <laughs> very scientific. Yes. We're very uh, conscientious in our <laughs> use of terminology. Um, now, what was fascinating about that is, you know, and we've talked about this before too, and I think we've talked about this in a general sense outside of podcasts, the way the AFL has come back, it's just felt wrong. The no crowds, the this, the that, what we've said is sort of like an overreaction to everything. Don't shake hands, but you can tackle. It just seems farcical. Now what's happened is we've got players that are quarantined off they're not allowed to do this and not allowed to play golf, but somehow someone in their testing system has tested positive and bang, it hits the AFL and the AFL goes, right, this is what's going to happen. The AFL holds a press conference and when after watching the press conference, it was quite clear the AFL wasn't really quite sure what was going to happen. <laughs> I was dumbfounded when Gil McLaughlin goes, the, game, the other games are going to go ahead and we're just going to postpone this one. Mind you, previously to that, he said that if anyone tests positive... The season stops. The season stops. Yeah. So then I was like, right, so the, you've obviously sat with the bean counters and gone... Well, it's not stopping. Yeah, it's not stopping. <laughs> we'll push right ahead. Now, what I found bewildering about this is, A, they outed who the player was. That in itself, I thought, was a bit of a dog act, right? Well, look, and to be fair, like that's the worst thing about it because he's on the edge of not coming back to AFL anyway because he wants to go back home. Mm. And like Fox and all that, like they've been absolutely tearing shreds off him. Yeah. And he hasn't really done anything wrong. 
Yeah, and it bred the sort of like, where was he? What's he been doing? How? Oh, oh, he brought it back from overseas. Like, what's wrong with the government? Like, the conspiracy theorists slash degrade journalism just gone rampant, right? Yeah, it just I don't know, and that you can't take back what's said or written. Like, there's no, and there's in the media world, there's never a apology from someone who, like, they were saying he should be banned for like life and weeks and this sort of stuff. And it's like, calm mm. down. Like, let's just, let's just chill. Like, it, even before the season started, it was an anomaly that nobody was positive to begin with anyway. Yeah. So it's like, well, just, just be grateful we're even here. Yeah. But it did really evaluate they don't have their processes in place. Yeah. Then what blew my mind is the conversations around, oh, well, Essendon might play next week against Carlton, but some of the players that were in his quarantine group of eight, they just wouldn't be eligible <laughs> to play. Yeah, no. And I'm like, <laughs> can you imagine if like Dion Prestia tested positive and in his group was Dusty, Koch and Rewalt? Uh, Tom Lynch, do you really think the AFL would say they can just not play this week, Richmond, and you guys can just field a team of spuds? Well, I was sitting there going, you know, it now comes down to when your schedule is and it's just like, oh, geez, we've got these guys coming up. It's just like maybe I pull out the fake moustache and go train with the boys. And it's like, oh, no, oh, Richmond lost its midfield. Oh, geez, we've got a chance this week. I reckon we can take them. <laughs> it was so ridiculous. I was like, that for me was the nail in the coffin, compromise season. And I love my footy so much and it's I know I've said I'm over it lukewarm. Now's like nah. It's compromised. It's cooked. If you're prepared to make a team play with a reduced list, it's There's you, no point. Yeah. You've it's not an the integrity's gone, right? So how much of an asterisk is this season gonna have? Yeah, exactly. Two? Three? Yeah. <laughs> can you add more than No, you can. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just double parts. D notes. <laughs> Farcical system not working. Um, so then now we've discovered that he's now testing clear again. So then the B grade, D grade, E grade, F grade journalism has become, oh, so we had it wrong. He didn't test positive in the first place or this. You know, the police still need to question his whereabouts, where he's been, what he's been doing. So I did some research and I've discovered what's actually probably happened is he probably had contracted it in some way, shape or form. But the the testing that's gone negative, 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 positive, negative, 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 it actually just means the virus was in such a low, uh, I would say, level that the test just didn't really pick it up. So then it's increased a little, it's picked it up, but it's decreased and he's asymptomatic. So it's clear. So now they've gone, James Stewart can't play. But everyone else in that little group of eight can play. <laughs> yeah, that to me, in all honesty, that's a that's a backroom deal. Yeah, where Gill has gone. We need we need to we need some someone's not going to play. Yeah. I don't know who it is. That guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's it. Yeah, it reeks of someone's going to miss out. Him. What's his name again? Because most AFL fans that don't watch Essendon, I say the same thing. Who's that guy? James yeah. Stewart. Yeah. Yeah, him. and it, like it's just they needed they needed somehow to say this is sort of going to happen, and then you, know, you could see that like it was the weirdest thing. It was just like he trained with the back line on that team and some forwards, but then <laughs> yeah. it was like, but he didn't. But yeah. then he just did a tackle drill with that one guy. Yeah. No, no, that was it. There was yeah. It's like, well, okay. 
like oh, just all, all I can picture is Wisher and the truck rutting at the club the other day and the AFL's gone right, someone's gotta miss. And it's almost like a scene out of The Bachelor. Like they've got roses and they're just James Stewart was the first one to not get a rose. Got a miss. To be honest, maybe James Stewart's got like an iffy hammy this week. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Seriously, like it, it wouldn't surprise me at all. General soreness. Yeah. I've yeah. always got that. I'm always missing a week. <laughs> yeah. I've been missing like, I want a streak of like 86 weeks missed. Yeah. It's amazing how those fringe players are always getting general soreness when they're in and out <laughs> of the team. But no, I don't know. I don't know how this can even work. It's, yep. you know, I just don't think it's it's possible that the season can play out properly. Yep. So now into the other big news for the week regarding the AFL is they've announced the new quarantine hubs. So you've got Geelong and Collingwood are heading to WA to play Fremantle and West Coast and then they're actually going to play each other. But the even bigger news off the back of that is the WA government's announced that by the middle of July, Optus Stadium will be able to have full capacity. 60,000 people will be able to attend the footy games. So that's without no social distancing? Well, yeah, it's for, it's sixty thousand is the capacity. So if that's what they're saying, then yeah, social distancing is. Is that not is that not a thing anymore? Well, maybe it's not in WA. <laughs> I mean, I'm from WA, so I I could probably go on the record and say we tend to do shit to the much or beat of our own. I mean, drum. how are four West Coast guys going to get in one toilet to do some do drugs? drugs? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it just doesn't work. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, well, how are they going to put Daniel Chick, Daniel Kerr and Ben Cousins in the same jail cell without social distancing become an issue? Um, no, but then my mind then wondered to, okay, what happens with the grand final? Do you play the grand final in Melbourne with no crowd or do you go, let's just play it in Perth, get a crowd, revenue, entertainment, spectacle, product? I can guarantee it does not matter... They could triple their capacity and yep. they will never relinquish it. Even if it's not the right thing to do. Yeah. That's just how it will be. Right. So I have a theory why the AFL doesn't want to do it. So they could do the general PR lines. We have a contractual arrangement. It's the home of footy. We don't want to compromise the product or the you know <laughs> what we set out to do. But here's my conspiracy down the rabbit hole theory. They don't want to do it in Perth because it will be a success. Yeah. Now, let me expand on this further. For those out there going, what are you talking about? They don't want you to see that the grand final can be played away from the MCG, look awesome, sound awesome, and be awesome because the other clubs will then go, okay, you did it in Perth with 60,000. Well, guess what? Us here at Adelaide Oval, we can hold 60,000. We want it here. You can't feed the people because they stay hungry. Yes. So that's my deep dive conspiracy theory. And some of you out there will be going, what are you talking about? I think it's, a, it's an important issue that needs to be discussed. No, they don't, they don't want it anywhere else because that's just not the way it is to be. Yeah. And their only consistency is that they can hand on heart say it's always been the MCG. And you're right, the second they move it from there, they lose that. The, the ace. Yep. So it uh, doesn't matter what happens, they'll not be playing it anywhere else. Yeah. I mean, the reality is Optus Stadium is an amazing stadium. Yes, I'm biased, but it is a modern take on the MCG. The lights, the sound, 
the food, the beverage, the space, all of it is an amazing experience for a stadium. And it looks fantastic on TV. So it, to me, I, I could genuinely see that they'd be concerned. And especially if in Victoria, no one can go to the game. Yeah, that's the big one. If you can't, I mean, that's the whole thing that the MCG has, which is its peak capacity yep. um, minus the MCC members who don't rock up. And, <laughs> you know, you can't argue with that. But, but then I guess the other one is, you know, is it then in a home final for somebody else or do they just do rotating grand finals and no one rocks up? Because yep. it doesn't matter what happened. It doesn't, it doesn't matter who's in the grand final in Melbourne. It's packed. Yes. And they can back that. Yep. Whereas if, it, you know, there is that semblance that depending on the club who's playing, you're going to get, you know, if it was, if it was um, Eagles versus doesn't matter, mm. you're just going to get Eagles fans. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I saw though that they, uh, I mean, sources within the AFL had suggested that they'd be open to having conversations with New South Wales about playing the grand final at ANZ Stadium. And I was like... <laughs> The worst football stadium in the country. Whenever that, Sydney gets made to play there against their will, it is the they most... They prefer to play away games in the final series. Yeah. They play better at the G. Yeah. They don't play their home games there. Oh, ANZ Stadium's like... Have you ever played sport when you're a kid and you've got that football or like a sporting ball that's just hanging on for its dear life and you're trying to really ignore that it's just not working for... You know, like a tennis racket with a string split or a cricket bat with a crack through it or no grip. It's just, no matter how well it goes, it's just not good. That's <laughs> ANZ Stadium. Didn't, didn't, um, didn't Sydney ask for relief from that deal? Because the AFL made them sign that really long finals deal with ANZ. Yeah, and they hemorrhage money every time they play a game yeah, there so because they, they can't just, fill it. I think they basically paid a termination fee and got the AFL to help because they're like, we're not doing it anymore. Yeah. Fine us. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That to me is just, it's becoming a farce. Anyway, we could go on about it till the cows come home. It's going to be great. (laughs) 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 Oh dear. All right, let's move along. You have been, like many of us, keeping busy in the lockdown as a video game man. Yes? I am. What kind of games have you been playing? Everything. Everything under the sun. No, I'm actually, you know, I'm between a few places at the moment. Yeah. Um, the big one that I have dabbled into, though, yes, is uh, I picked up 2K20 yep. uh, a few weeks ago now. The basketball franchise. Yes, it's been a long time since I've actually played it. I mean, a lot of it had to do with the fact that I picked it up for an absolute steal. It was like $8. <laughs> like, <laughs> running some... Uh, COVID-19 special, I believe it was. Of course. Completely yes. worked. Yep. Um, but yeah, got back into it. I mean, I used to play the... I mean, I got really into the ones that had the Jordan challenges. We had to go get the exact stat line that Jordan got into my kind of games. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Like, didn't care about anything else. Just just did that. Yeah. But, uh, but yes, so I've got a, a My Player. Yes. As is the way. Bit of GM on the side, but... It's really leaning towards just do my player. Yeah. Now, for the record, tell everyone listening what your actual body dimensions are in real life. <laughs> Look, on a really great day, it might be six foot, but it's, de- <laughs> it's, de- it's definitely not. If you're rocking Timberland boots. Uh, yeah, from rocking boots and some lifts and a few other things, uh, yeah. six foot. But normally it's uh, 
I believe it's b- between 510, 511. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what I am in pounds, but... Kegs. <laughs> Kegs, mid-80s, low-80s. Yeah. Yeah, somewhere around that. Yep. Dense. Great frame. Yep. <laughs> Vertical leap. Not high. Yep. Wingspan. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> Great hands, though. I will give me that. Great yep. hands. Is in large or just to look at? Oh, I don't know. It depends <laughs> if you're a hand guy or not. <laughs> no, nah, they, they know what they're doing. They're, you know, great jukes. Can, yep. can hold a pill. Yeah. Uh, you know, good fundamentals, as is the way. Whereas compared to my 2K character, who's a solid 6'6". Six, six. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I was leading you down. 6'6", <laughs> six, 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 does everything. Actually, no, they made it too hard to do everything these days, um, which is fair. You can kind of only hone in on a few yeah. key things. Um, it's kind of bullshit. Uh, I, yeah. I find it infuriating. You're like a seven foot center. You get to 97 overall and you can't do a layup. Yeah. So I've, I've made myself a shooter. Um, yeah. And look, it's going okay, but, uh, the big, the big talking point is the vast difference between playing a my career game versus an online game. Yes. Expand on that for me. Well, I'm dominant. <laughs> I'm dominant in uh, uh, my career. So, you know, casual, yeah. 30 point, 12 assists, a few sneaky steals, a couple of boards, uh, mm-hmm. depending if I feel like defending that game or not. Um, just routine, regulation. Yeah. So basically your basketball career in real life. Yeah. Yeah. It's just straight mirror. Um, but then I, <laughs> but then, <laughs> then I go to park mode and suddenly... They jack up the difficult. Like, it's ridiculous how hard they make it. Um, but the shooting percentage drops off significantly. The shot attempts don't. <laughs> they, stay, they stay high. Um, but basically, it's just um, me shooting bricks. Yeah. Consistently. I got hot one game. Yeah. And hit two in a row. And then thought I had it. And I'd figured it out. And then uh, shot the next eight bricks. <laughs> so how many 13-year-old Japanese kids have you played or murked online? We're on YouTube the other day, actually. Yeah. Uh, me and a couple of the other boys who were online together. Um, we realized really quickly because the dude's handle had some kind of, like, you know, YouTube underscore something. Yeah. Um, he then went on to Torches and shot 15 from 15 for three. <laughs> like, absolutely torched us. Um I then proceeded to like go watch the feed on YouTube and watch me get like, I think I got like a cheeky, like at, way at the back layup. I was like, yeah, here we go. This yeah, guy. nice. Um, it's the greatest game for connecting imagination to false reality. And by that, I mean like the my career mode, same thing, like dropping 40, 50 points, all those things you thought as a kid you could do when you're playing backyard basketball by yourself. Yeah, the online mode is a more accurate representation of what it's like when you play. <laughs> torture. <laughs> Absolute torture. Screen, screen. Yeah. Brick. Yeah. I can't touch the ring in both the digital world <laughs> or the real world. So before we get on to the last segment, we'll have a yeah. bit of a sport break. I want to have a little bit of a chat to you about a movie I watched on the weekend, which is one of my all-time favorites, uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which I maintain cops a really bad rap. Everyone hates on it. I don't know why. I think they sat there going, what is it with George Lucas writing epically emotional middle movies? They're good for story arc, all right? 
that it works. No one sits there now going Empire Strikes Back was shit. It was it's everyone it's number one. Empire Strikes Back is number one, but that's we're not talking about Star Wars. We're talking about Indiana. I getting sidetracked. Um, but my big takeaway from it is that a Indiana Jones is still straight up baller, but b Harrison Ford is super jacked in it. <laughs> Dad strength jacked. Yeah, but like in a weird like like Harrison Ford's normally not the guy who you like can imagine him spending time in the strong room. Like you're really sort of picturing him getting you know built for indiana doing this like you know going in the underground and getting the stones it was just him throwing around freaking tires and bags of hay and just doing man stuff Mm. um and it got me like it's not it's not that you know it's not the gym strength it's man strength and i don't have that and you don't have that (laughs) (laughs) sorry to also you know you shattered some of my dreams before i'm bringing you down with me um it got me really sort of you know, commenting on like, you know, what other what other actors in movies are there that just have that weird it doesn't look like they've been forged in the in the gym doing fake stuff. Like, you know, yeah. love him, but Chris Hemsworth, he's got that he spent some time. He's on roids. Yeah, I mean anyone who looks that good, it has to be. I, I need something. <laughs> that's that's my go to to justify <laughs> his body compared to mine. I'm like, he's on roids. <laughs> <laughs> but so I was gonna throw out a few you know, is there anyone you can think of? Oh, I've got a couple, but yeah. any of those just just guys who just like, wow. Yeah. And also the misbelief that you could look like that if you did man things. Yeah. I mean, to touch on your point, yes, because I think about like Harrison Ford in Air Force One. Oh, he's the president, but not once did I sit there thinking, no way could he kick the shit out of these guys. Totally convincing in that role. Fuck, um, he's been in, he's just the man. Yeah, Jack Ryan in Patriot Games, opening scene, terrorists, they start attacking like the fake weird nephew, second cousin brother of the queen in his car. And he just sits there in gangster mode, just charges over the street, spear tackles one, shoots the other. Totally believable. He's an analyst, man. He's an analyst. <laughs> he's an analyst. All great action characters have a harmless role. He's a president. Why can he fight off a bunch of terrorists on a plane? Because he's Harrison fucking Ford. Yeah. Um, the guy that jumped to my mind, my man Keanu Reeves. Ooh. Not a jack dude. Kind of weird looking. Looks like he's anemic or deficient in vitamins in so many different ways. Like just that sort of like ghostly, like <laughs> let's get this man a Red Bull and some fruit. Like that kind of vibe. Well, he's had a few different few different cracks at it. I mean, he was in the Matrix, obviously. Yeah, as Neo, um, totally believable yeah. with his body, and there was nothing spectacular about it. John Wick, right? Yeah, that that's not forged in the uh, in the strong room. Oh, I love that. That movie blew my mind the first time I saw it because I had no idea what it was about. Yeah, I, I remember you, you only watched it recently, and I was like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, I was totally late to the party, and I watched all three in like one day. Yeah, I judged you hard. <laughs> <laughs> but that again, like, I'm not sitting there going like, oh, "Come on," you're like, "This I could do that if I." Yeah. Decided to go on a rampage and do things. Give me six months on YouTube and a farm somewhere and I could train myself and I could definitely be that guy. And like a sandbag or something? Yeah. Like just throwing around heavy things? Correct. Mm. And just sitting in a diner for some reason in a black suit, black shirt, black tie, wet hair, even though it's summer. <laughs> and my instincts kick in as soon as they walk into the restaurant to get me. I just know they're coming. Oh, I just thought of another one actually. Yeah. Um, 
Very similar to the John Wick one, though. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't my first pick, but Matt Damon in Born, Born Supremacy and Born Identity. Yeah, but again, that's just that like really cool action hero, unassuming, but just whipping out shit. Yeah. Um, but the moment Christian Bale in Batman Begins when he goes on his epic training journey. But again, though, his rig, roids. No, <laughs> no, he he. But it, like, it looks like he genuinely forged that with Ra's al Ghul. He's yeah, there. I don't know. I'm not buying that one because then look at what happens with his voice when he's Batman. That's a roid voice. Like that's a WWE. I'm on roids. No, voice. he's got a voice thingy. <laughs> yeah. Come on, mate. Yeah, I'm not buying it. I am. Sign me up. He's too beef. Too beef. No, but he's not shredded. Well, that's true. He's got that like. Dad strength, like the old movies where they wear like a sort of a white singlet tucked into suit pants with a belt. You know, those kind of strongman characters from movies where they're just round and buff, but not ripped. Yeah, it's like the the lesser version of Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> <laughs> a, a lot lesser. So everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a few random ones that pop into mind. Um Kevin Bacon in Death Sentence, if anyone's seen that. (laughs) So let me pitch it. Death Sentence is the most cliche bag of shit movie and yet I've seen it done so many times. You know the old uh, like I'm an innocent member of society and a gang or some criminals do something awful to me and then in the space of two weeks I'm able to train myself to go on a vendetta and kill all of them. So he had a montage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like a working dad. They hurt him and his family and all of a sudden he can just take on a whole gang. You know, they always know where to find the gang's headquarters. They always know how to procure weapons. Like, they always know how to dodge the police. You know, and the, there's always the cop character that... He's on to him. He knows they're going to do something. Yeah, but they somehow evade ever being caught. Like, yeah. And it's always that, like, I forgot his name, but it's always a, like, Mr. Johnson, don't go down that path. Once you go down that path, you know I'm going to have to stop you. <laughs> yeah, it's always the same <laughs> And then they catch him at the end they're like, you've got three minutes to get out of here. Get out of my sight. Yes, it's always the cop letting him go see to the end. It's so true. <laughs> Hollywood does not know how to be original anymore. They just churn their shit out. I saw one, the brave one with Jodie Foster. Exact same thing. Um, have you got any other dad strength but not roided up? I mean, Actors. would you say Nicolas Cage in Con Air? Yes. Because he's got that real good prison look. But he's also got batshit crazy, which helps. Yeah. That elevates your body shape to another stratosphere when you're fucking something's a screws loose. Nicolas Cage in those, he had that run of just genuine action films. Yeah. Like Con Air, Gone in 60 Seconds. Face Off. John Travolta in him. Oh, Remember yeah. that one? <laughs> Peel your face off and paint your put your face on someone else. Fuck. That movie would never get made now. No, it's, it's too offensive. Yeah, but the thing about Connor that <laughs> Connor reminds me of one of those films where they probably said action and cut, and he had no idea they were rolling. He was just being himself and doing shit. And they were just filming it. Oh, there's just something about a Jerry Bruckheimer film. That you just know what you're getting when you sign up for. Same as Michael Bay. Yeah, them too. They're they're tight. And I'm getting 400 camera angles of a car flipping. Slow-mos. No unattractive females ever. Nope. 
Like, especially Michael Bay. Oh, Michael Bay, he's just owns <laughs> Those it. Those like bad boys clips where they're like on the beach, you know, like <laughs> chatting with someone and every girl is fake breasts, G-string bikini, tanned, blonde hair. There's hundreds of them. No one else goes to the beach apparently in his films. Yeah, he did Transformers too and he had that whole Megan Fox and then... Oh, uh, that um, the blonde girl from Australia, Isabel Lucas. Yeah, and then she was in Jason one. Statham's wife. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know her. <laughs> Jason Statham's another one. Yeah, but he's like... That's not, that's not, I could get that strong. That's yeah. if I was a black belt in four different codes. Okay, but then how do you rule out the goat? Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan doesn't have dad. You can't pick someone who's got genuine kung fu skills or fighting skills with dad strength. Because that's actual strength. Are you sure though? Yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen him really get belted though. What, in a fight? Yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. We'll no, he's like <laughs> jumping through freaking ladders and shit. <laughs> I'll delete this bit. <laughs> All time stupid comment. Oh, dear. All right, well, thanks for listening in to another episode of The Sidelines. We are coming to you soon uh, live on the internet, thesidelines.space, Spotify, iTunes, anywhere else that you can consume podcasts, you'll be able to find us and look for us soon on YouTube doing cool little clips and snippets of the stuff that we cover off in the show. My name is Quartz. I appreciate you listening in, and I'm joined, as always, by my man. AP over here. AP. Thanks again, and we'll uh, see you again next time. Thanks, guys.